out there, it's time for another episode of Star Wars All In, the show that goes all in on all the details, the characters, the places, the concepts, and things from that galaxy far, far away. My name is Mac, and I'm one of your hosts, and I'm here with my fellow droid chronicler, Ross. Oh, hold on. Give me a minute. Don't, don't mind me. I'm just trying to put 3PO back together over here. Oh, just, just, no, just wait. give me the hydro spanner. No, hold just on. put that wire. No, his, his eyes, he can't see. No. Hold, oh, hold on. there you go. Hold on. They're fine. Wait, there you go. Wait, wait, wait. Is that backwards? No, just you're looking at it wrong. Just, just. No, no, I think the square part's supposed to. The square's on the back and the circle. Just just go back. Just let me do this. All right, we're going to keep figuring this out. But in the meantime, we're going to deliver you a recorded conversation of us talking about 3PO. You're going to love it. I mean, what could be better? He's one of the best droids ever. We're kind of continuing this May series of just sort of more off the cuff, more right. We need to record this right before it needs to launch kind of episodes because it's a busy month. And we hope you've enjoyed it. We just talked about Maul last week. Mm-hmm. This week, we're going to talk about C-3PO, the Civil Warrior. We're going to focus on 3PO yeah. during the original trilogy. Now, Mac thinks this is just because we're like doing these a little more on the fly. But I just see it as like checking off some of the characters we've been missing for two years. You know what? It's We're, all, <laughs> we're getting close to two years. And you know what? There's a lot of things to work out. Yeah. And I mean, Star Wars is getting bigger and bigger by the day now literally we've got dozens of new characters this year alone so we got to start knocking out some more of the classics there are some really obscure characters you don't know of that ross has a wallpaper background of that you need to know about and we got to clear the big ones out of the way before we get there Let's be honest. For me, it's all Sarko Plank all the time. I don't I, need any other tertiary characters. Oh, what about uh, C.O. Bibble? What, what about you know, uh, right, you know Orsa Rensisis? Oh, you know I love Opa Rensisis. Yeah. Opa Rensisis. Opa Rensisis. I it, do the, love Opa Rensisis. There are characters that need to be discussed. And to do that, we need to talk about the big guys. So we really hope we're going to have a fun conversation here about uh, Anthony Daniels, immortal character, C-3PO, and his place in the original trilogy. And we're going to get started with that right after this. the maker. This oil bath is going to feel so good. I've got such a bad case of dust contamination I can barely move. It just isn't fair. Oh, Biggs is right. I'm never going to get out of here. Is there anything I might do to help? Oh, not unless you can alter time, speed up the harvest, or teleport me off this rock. I don't think so, sir. I'm only a droid and not very knowledgeable about such things. Not on this planet, anyway. As a matter of fact... I'm not even sure which planet I'm on. All right. So we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. one of the most important characters in the entire franchise. One of the characters that shows up in essentially every single movie. Um, One who is, I thought this was a fun fact. In theory, if you watch this in the order in which it was released to the world, he's the first character we meet in Star Wars. Not only that, he was... At in part as part of the rebellion from the beginning, oh, one yeah. of the original rebellioners, rebellionists. Re- I mean, he was around when I when guess. all the way back when it was the the what the signature of a thousand planets, the the delegation that was saying like we're not sure about all this like centralizing stuff. That seems like a bad idea. You're right. You're right. And he should have been more outspoken. Maybe he could have helped prevent some of the pain and suffering that would come to the galaxy. He's just an interpreter. He's not much of a storyteller. All he had to do was wake up in his sleep and put his cold, robotic hands around a young eight-year-old boy's neck, and the <laughs> galaxy could have been that much better. Oh, my. He, uh, that gets dark. He's killing his maker. That's that's dark. Did I get into the wrong franchise? Well, remember, Am we're I not going to give another. One? We're not going to talk when uh, C three PO stood for three people. We're we're talking about <laughs> C three PO in the Galactic Civil War episodes four, five, mm-hmm, and six, mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. kind of his time there. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the first time we've really, I think, put a spotlight on Anthony Daniels' immortal character. That is, I, again, one of the most important and storied characters in all of Star Wars. Yes, absolutely. A character that uh, not only is part of every single generation of Star Wars, but just uh, portrayed by a man who loves to be a part of Star Wars. He will do anything (laughs) Anything. he can to be in Star Wars, whether it's a, a Lego Star Wars special or a video game or 
showing up at a hockey night in a random, you know, city. Uh, he will just go anywhere he can to experience more Star Wars and bring more he, joy to people. And he always looks like he's having the best time. And he always speaks about people so positively. And it's just so much fun to watch. He, Yeah, I think you're right in the sense of it's one of those excellent things that he's the kind of celebrity that you hope all celebrities get to be in the sense of, yeah, you've been typecast at this one guy. It's, it's kind of your only major, major yeah. role. But it's not an unfortunate thing. It's a blessing. And you receive it as that way. And you love showing up and meeting fans and talking yes. to people about this and just soaking in the love they have for something you did. And that's how Anthony Daniel it's, seems. Yeah, it's hard to really. I mean, if you're not this person, if you're not the type of person who has spent your whole life being famous for one thing, mm-hmm. it's hard to relate to. I mean, we can obviously relate no. to it on a personal level. But like there are two types of musicians. Ones who love playing their one-hit wonder every single night, right. night after night, and ones who refuse to play it because they have new stuff out now. Right. And, like, it's not that there should be one or the other, one's right or one's wrong, but it's so much more fun when the person just embraces what people love them for. Right. Because, obviously, as someone who's looking up to these people, that's what you want to see. You want to have that moment of, oh, they're having fun with it, too. You don't want it to just be a one-sided thing. You want that energy to flow both ways. And don't get me wrong. I don't want to say that, like, any celebrity, like, owes something to their fans or anything like that. I don't mean it like that. I just mean it like everybody's having fun. to. It's so much fun when everybody's laughing together, right? It's just that. It's that group mentality of having fun about the same stuff. Yeah, when I say it's how I I want celebrities to be, I don't mean for us. I mean that that energy is a two-way street. We love seeing you all the different places you show up, and you love being at all the different places you show up. Absolutely. And we're happy for what you've done, and you're happy that we appreciate what you've done. Yes. and, And I think you're right that, like, not a whole lot of people seem to get that privilege to be yeah. able to be in that headspace and just say, yeah, I'm a one hit wonder, but it's pretty cool that I was a one hit wonder. And I'm pretty stoked about it. Cause man, I can play bars all across this amazing country. Thanks to that one hit wonder or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but I think the thing that's so cool about three PO is it's also because of Anthony Daniels. So willingness, it's one of the most consistent characters and characterizations They've hardly ever had to go, uh, we need a Anthony Daniels sound alike. No, 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 he's available. He'll show up. <laughs> um, like like you said. He's whether... actually already here. He's been warming up. I don't know what he would Oh, hello. Him. I, I thought I, I was just over here and I heard yeah. 3PO and I thought I'd stop. But like um, and also I think the other thing that's interesting about 3PO is we is let's 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 roll our back our topic a little bit on yes, on topic please. of he was hired for Panamine. He was hired to just be the guy in the suit because they said, yeah. we need a, and, and at the time, you know, a young guy who's skilled in pantomime, who can really bring this very limited costume to life, throw a mm-hmm. lot of character into just the yeah. little movements it can do. We need a guy who will wear this tin can in Tanzania. I'm not sure he knew he signed up for that, but man, did he smile, grin, and bear through it. <laughs> um, you know, he yeah, he's been encaged in this gold... He literally is in a gilded cage. This gold costume he has to wear. <laughs> yes. Um, one of yes. my favorite pictures of him is, is I think it was for the end of episode three when it had rap filming. And it's just him sitting down and it's this high shot and it's the costume and pieces all around him. Oh, that's great. I don't um, remember that. Oh, it's a beautiful picture. And it just like he has this great relationship with it. So when we see him walking down the hallway of the Tantum Vive, this... I'll call him a civil warrior, you know, this this rebel who's been, like you said, around since the start. And he's just fussing and moving and kind of yeah. wiggling his hips to move by. And he's yeah. already complaining to his counterpart yeah. about like, oh, no, I think we're I think I think we're doomed. I think I think that's the ship. Why did they cut the engines off? This is all bad. And of course, seeing this for the first time, you know, so many people are introduced to Star Wars through this moment here, yes. through C-3PO and R2-D2. And so you have this classic scene for so many reasons, right? Not only is it the start of the first movie, and it's, you know, your introduction to the first characters, and you're about to see Darth Vader and Princess Leia for the first time, and all of these things. But not only that, now, with hindsight and yeah. 40 years of Star Wars, we know so much more about what led up to this moment that right. makes it even that much more interesting, right? Because we leave C-3PO at the end of Revenge of the Sith, 
and he has his memory wiped. Mm -hmm. So going forward, he could predictably be a totally new character, but nope. He just slides right back into his old mindset, right? He doesn't, you know, he doesn't change. He doesn't become different. He's just the same old character. It, and same he had some strong firmware in there. He's going to end up down yeah. the same path, yeah. regardless of the, the software wipe. Yeah, and I love, and I love seeing that. And I also love now that we've gotten some 3PO sprinkled in in those uh, interim times. You know, we have a couple mm -hmm. episodes, a couple appearances of him in Rebels, and we get to see that, yeah, he routinely goes on missions with the Rebels. Rebellion. Yes. We see him in Rogue One briefly mm -hmm. and realize that he's in Yavin at Yavin right before um you know the, the beginning of episode four. So right before this, he leaves Yavin mm -hmm. to go on this mission essentially. And so this character who here we start out at, you know, in 1977 or 1997, whenever you saw him for the first time, whatever it may be, <laughs> walking down this hallway, and now here we are, you know, another 20, 40 or however many years later. And he has so much more story built up around this one single introduction of this character now. Right. And that is the thing that is the most beautiful about Star Wars is it doesn't matter where you start out in someone's story. They have a lot more story to tell. Yeah. And C-3PO is the perfect character of that because he never changes. He's just smack dab in different eras. And so it's seeing how this sort of person who never changes or evolves really. Mm-hmm interacts with different generations, different eras, different he's, circumstances. He's a constant. Yeah. He's just, he's, yes. when 3PO shows up, he's 3PO. I yes. mean, gosh, when we sat down to theaters in, in 99 and he comes to life as this skeletal robot yeah. that Anakin's been cobbling together to help his mom out at the house. I, I just love the fact of like, even from the word go, he's like, yeah, he's, he's 3PO. <laughs> Yes. I'm sorry. You said I'm naked. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my pots are showing. It's uh. um, and 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 thank goodness that instincts on the set got to the point of like, well, what's the voice going to be for three PO? I'm like, I don't know. The British kid you hired to do do the voice, he's pretty good. You probably just make him do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, I mean, there have been. I mean, this shows up in um the um. Oh my gosh, what the heck is the name? Uh, Empire of Dreams, you know, the, the yes. and like every making of Star Wars book, uh, Anthony Daniels, I feel like, is on film or, you know, in transcript telling this story hundreds of times. But he always talks about how the original plan was for 3PO to be more of like a, a shyster. Used right? car salesman. Yeah, he uses the term used car salesman. And uh, I love the fact that someone even that early on that Anthony Daniels was such a presence that he was able to completely change George's mind on how the character of 3PO would be portrayed. And and I whenever I've heard that story like the, the again this is like a little kid like I just watched the special features I understand movie making now. Yeah. Um is that it ex still exists in one part because after the Tanaviv, obviously our heroes are ejected. Yeah. They've lost their C Captain Antilles has just been choked out by Vader, so he, yeah. he's no longer their owner. And they fall, you know, onto Tatooine. They get lost in the desert. They split up. Yeah. C-3PO is convinced he's going to go in his way. And when he gets lost, he, of course, blames himself because <laughs> he just made a mistake and scorned his friend. No, 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 that's not what he does. He yells at R2-D2, this is all his fault. He tricked me into going this way. <laughs> Um, but once we get in with the Jawas, he's at the moisture farm being sold to the Lars. And there's that great moment that is that used car salesman bit still existing of a, like, oh, yes, sir. I'm fluid in over six million forms of communication. Uh, I don't really need a schlanzer. No, not in such an environment as this. That's why I've been programmed. Like, like the way he's picking up those threads. And then, and then it's oh, like, I never I, thought of it that way. I, I just so need funny. a droid that understands the basic understanding of moisture evaporators. I worked on binary low lifters. Very similar to your moisture evaporators in a lot of ways. Wait, do you speak bocce? Like a second language to me. <laughs> like, that's him wheeling and dealing yeah. himself. And that that's to me is like a one. I always wonder is like, was that early in the shoot when they were still trying to go that route before they said, no. <laughs> oh, I love it. And I never have thought about it in that way. That's oh, great. Yeah. That was me as a little kid going like, oh, there's the used car salesman part. That's where it came from. <laughs> yeah. Movies evolve over time during the shooting schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Um, so it's great because, um, 3PO is always the least likely to want to go on an adventure, and he just keeps ending up on them. Yes. No matter what happens, 3PO is always going to be in the thick of it. 
Yeah. And it is one of the things that is always going to be fun to watch because one thing that Star Wars understands really well is levity and comic relief. Yes. And it's something that it's not just because it is a PG rated movie franchise for children. It's not just that. It's that you can't be a movie that is serious the entire time. You can't be a movie that is just constantly all about dropping lore and plot points you need that character to give you a minute to just breathe and enjoy the space and that's what 3po is i think at his core Mm -hmm. is he is a character to sort of bring you back to in the moment right stop thinking about the big picture for a second and just what is happening right now in this cockpit what is happening right now in this you know mission briefing room whatever it's just this character who's here to basically for a minute make you stop and look around and be like, this is ridiculous. This is great. And the moment we're in in four is like where you can kind of see why this is so important. We've just watched for the last like 12 minutes, Mm -hmm. a space battle. These droids end up here. They've been taken by these rodent hooded things. (laughs) They've just been sold to us. And apparently the music is telling me this blonde kid is apparently (laughs) important. Yes. And so, you know, we're like, what is going on with this movie? I don't. Who's the main character? Is it this kid? Like, I don't know. Was it the was it the princess? She doesn't seem to be getting enough screen time. Is she the hero? And I love that when the what we would call sort of like it's not really the inciting incident, but where all this coalesces of oh, I know where this movie's going for the next couple of hours is seems to be going like oh, this oil bath is going to feel so good as he's just like. Happy to get dust off him. And yeah. then Luke's just complaining about like, oh, well, I'm glad you're happy because I'm stuck here. Oh, man. <laughs> Farming's such a downer. Oh, what's going on here? You got some carbon scoring. Oh, yes, because we're part of the rebellion. You're what? <laughs> and this is where I said like three people was just like, oh, it's not very exciting. We were just owned by Captain Antilles, showed up at like the Battle of Scarif and a hundred other super important things. But, you know. I don't really know. I'm just an interpreter, not much of a storyteller until episode six. Um, and that's when Luke accidentally trips the message, sees sees Leia. And I just love the fact that c was like, oh, what is up with that, R2-D2? Oh, I guess it's all data, not important plot points or anything. Because, like, I love yeah. how oblivious in so many ways 3PO is to everything going on around him. Yes, because he is focusing on the micro and not the macro constantly, right? right? And what's even more fun about this, of course, you know, once again, hindsight and, uh, you know, uh, rewriting and whatever, right? R2-D2 knows everything. Yes. So you have one character who knows nothing outside of, you know, pure statistical data. And you have another character who knows everything. He's got like a full family tree with like nice little holographic artwork that he could project if he wanted to. He's got yeah. like recordings of Anakin and Padme together that he could easily just show and, Leia. But nah, he's I, he's cool. Well, he's keeping yeah, it R2-D2 is the only going, going like, hey, princess, you know your new droid? Your mom owned him. Isn't that weird? Your dad built him. Yeah, it's crazy. I was there for that. I met him on Tatooine. He's nuts. It's like the fourth boosters. time I've been to this planet. Still hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Still hate it. Yes. Yeah, those Jawas, they're just always getting in the way, aren't they? Those people. Oh, oh yeah, man. I remember God. I remember when I was here and we met C3 yeah. for the first time. I remember when I was here when we were bringing Stinky back to this planet. I remember. Yeah. R2-D2's kind of uh, bigoted against living beings, isn't he? He I really could... only likes droids and Luke. I could... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, I mean, Luke is part droid, right? Well, I was going to say, that's the uh, whole thing. Like, he can deal with Anakin, and, and and it's like, yeah, just touch me with your metal hand. That makes sense <laughs> to me. Oh, how the constant sloshing doesn't drive you mad. I just... um, But, like, again, and when R2-D2 is like, all right, uh, I'm out of here. I got to go run this mission. Thank you for taking that re- restraining bolt off me, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> just another stupid human yeah, doing my bidding. Because it's totally like, like, hey, 3PO, um, tell him it's uh, inhibiting my memory chips. Oh, he says if you remove the bolt, he might be able to get the data. Yeah, yeah, that that's way better than what I said. Yeah. Kid pops it off. <laughs> Idiot. I can't believe that lie worked. I know this isn't the R2 topic, but boy, I just hope that's his inner monologue. It's just something like that? Yeah. yeah. I really hope so. And so R2-D2 disappears in the desert, and C-3PO is just like, like, oh, um, sorry about that. I, I, In hindsight, I see he was just trying to get his restraining bolt off. That going to give me a lot of trouble. Oh, he excels at that. <laughs> you could have told me that, 3PO. 
Well, I just wasn't uh, thinking about it. Don't call me an empty-minded philosopher. <laughs> um, and and so it's just, it's great. So Stepio just is on the whirlwind here. Yep. Let's also just point out a guy who has dealt with the war a lot. When they find all those dead Jawas, he's more than happy to start piling them for Obi-Wan. Because that's the thing you see him doing. Yeah. And I'm like, it's a pretty grim task. <laughs> And R2 is like starting a fire on him. Just because he's going to complain about doing it doesn't mean he's not going to help. It's against his programming not to help. Do you think he told Obi-Wan like what the odds of him throwing his back out were if he lifted the Jawas on his own and didn't allow 3PO to help him? (laughs) Sir, I have to ask you if I can help you with these Jawas. There's a 33.95% scent that your osteoporosis won't handle it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, 3PO. I don't remember owning a droid, and it's kind of crazy. Someone as annoying as you, you'd think I'd remember, but no. <laughs> and it's really sad. Like, I worked with you guys, like, like a lot. Like a lot, a lot. <laughs> but I don't know. You're all toasters. I can't tell you apart. <laughs> I love that. I love that, and I'm I'm okay with that. That's what my current headcanon is. He's just like, ah, they all look the same to me. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it makes sense. Like, maybe, maybe there will be a joke about it in the Obi Wan Kenobi series. It could be there. There could be a good joke. Anyway, or he just bumps his head on a door, and then you just realize that Obi Wan has forgotten half of the things that he experienced. And he just doesn't remember them all that well. He's old, you know. Yeah, I like. To, I mean, maybe we'll see him like blocking memories from his own head or something. <laughs> I don't know. Sees Darth Maul, and he goes, "Okay, it's all right, yeah." Hey, Ezra, do you know who this is? Not ringing any bells. I feel I, it's on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> um, but let's be honest. In episode four, from here on out, he's just hanging out. Like I mean, he does he does some good helping on the Death Star. You know, he he plays a nice little trick on the stormtroopers. That's some that's classic three PO. You know, oh, yep. just got to take my friend down here and, to maintenance. He's acting all strange. And I will say, he took initiative. He did hide from the stormtroopers in Tatooine. Mm-hmm. Apparently, when it comes to stormtroopers, he has that program on how to evade him because he's a rebel well, at his heart. <laughs> that is part of the fun of him, right? Is we don't, at least I personally don't feel that like growing up watching this movie that you felt like the droids had a side. They were just kind of like here's our mission and we're going off and doing it. But Hmm. I never really kind of thought of like, oh yes, these are rebellion droids. And then later when we see like probe droids, oh yes, these are Imperial droids. Like that never really crossed my mind. It was always just kind of like, well, they own them and they told them to do a task. So they're doing it. We'll process this, right? We're torturing Leia. You know, we've got the truth serum. We blow up an entire planet to get the secret base from him. If you would have grabbed Goldenrod, he knows where it is. He's been there. He was there like a week ago. Yeah, he was. He knows where Yavin 4 is. Like, think about that for a minute. This guy has all the secrets of the Rebellion just because he keeps hanging out with Princess Leia. (laughs) You know, hold on and think about this. Okay, so in the original trilogy, C-3PO has all the plans to where the hidden base is. In the sequel trilogy, R2 has the plans to where the hidden island is. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the prequel trilogy, what droid has hidden plans somewhere? There has to be one, right? Um, Dooku. He's the one who has the uh, the plans for the ultimate weapon. He's not really a droid. Um, Grievous? I was Grievous, Grievous probably. is a good one. But if you capture Grievous, he would know More of a cyborg, but sure. It depends on who's writing the Clone Wars episode that week. Sure, sure. Um, uh, is there not a better one than this? I'm feeling... I'm feeling... Well, let's also be honest. R2 is one of the ones who still has all the secrets because he's like, I know you two are hitched. I was there. (laughs) That's true. He does get in on that. But 3PO's there, too. Again, capture Goldenrod, and he knows a lot as long as his memory hasn't been wiped. Yeah. So just think about this. These kids are almost dying in this trash compactor, and (laughs) they're they're using the scout port of like, oh, they're dying, R2, which is one of my favorite bits of levity. It's just the fact of like, they're crushing and cursed my metal body. I wasn't fast enough. No. Now they're like, we're all right. Oh, that was unexpected. I guess I I was fast enough. (laughs) I thought you were super duper dead. (laughs) Three, eight, two, eight, four, seven. I guess I won't be defecting today. Oh, well, that, that's good. Good for you. <laughs> uh, yes, by all means, R2, open the door. They're alive. Thank God. <laughs> um, And, you know, it's all, all all about just getting back to the ship at that point. I love the fact of, like, 
Hey, the stormtroopers, they're going to look at that light shows. Okay, R2, we're going. Look how decisive I'm being. So decisive. I know. And I and I always love that moment because it's like, oh, okay. Like, they're moving. Like, they're taking initiative. It's great. But they're just like, it's funny because they're so slow. <laughs> yes. Like, just because of, like, you know, technology of the time, the way the suits were designed. Like, this is how they had to move. But it's funny, you know, you get a couple years later, you got droids like bb-8 and stuff that are just zipping around and it's like oh okay so they could have been sneakier but it's just like we had the the discount droids we had like the the obsolete droids that can't move more than half a mile an hour yeah and and again 3po is always at the center of things because when they get back to yavin they hook up r2 get the plants and c3po what's your job um, stand here in the main conference room, seeing absolutely everything that's happening with this battle. And uh, even though your face doesn't move, look worried from time to time. <laughs> Which, for the record, that's pantomime. Like Anthony Daniels does a good job of the like the the look he gives to Leia, and he's like, "Oh, um, never mind." Like yeah. is pantomime. There's nothing going on in that face. It's like it's like when Jim Henson puts a puppet on his hand. Like yeah. it went from dead to alive. That performance just resonates out. And that's where we see R2 is just getting stressed out. When R2 goes down, he's like, oh, my God, isn't that terrible? Every, but, but I think it's terrible. <laughs> Why is no one freaking out? Hey, as like, Jan is like, we just lost eight pilots. I don't care. <laughs> Droids are replaceable. People aren't. Uh... To which I go, General, if you knew what that droid needs, you'd go kill Luke. We need the droid back. <laughs> Boy, if droids could have PTSD, 3PO would just be, it'd be a mess. Well, I think we see that. Well, yeah, I guess just, he is a mess, Just the fact he? of like, just like, oh my God, I'm so stressed out. I'm so memory wipe. Oh, everything's fine. <laughs> kind of see Baba Freak do a little bit of that dance oh, on him. Oh my God, yes. Um, And that's sort of where we leave the appeal. He gets to get shined up. Looks pretty nice for that yeah, award spiffy, ceremony. Spiffy, And he's back as the attendant of a lady, which I think is his best position. That's where yep. he's being most used. That was what he was built for for Shimi. That's yep. what he ended up doing for Padme, and yep. except she had dollar dollar bills and gave him gold plating, like <laughs> good gold plating. And, you know, Leia carrying that tradition. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you want a happy ending for the droids. You know, mm-hmm. if this is the only movie you see... You don't want to end with R2 being blown to pieces and 3PO being half of a dyad. You know, you, you want him to really, to, to, to really like, I'm just going to keep using dyad I'm sorry, whenever I just we're talking about two like, characters until we dyad. know what it is. I'm like, I, you're not wrong. Until we know what it is. I'm not I'm saying there are virgins referring... in the forest, but they are yeah. definitely a dyad. They are, yeah. are yeah. complete counterbalance. And, you, and you've heard me talk about how Luke and Leia are clearly a dyad. I there is clearly a dyad as the definition of dyad allows at the moment. Yes, exactly. So anyway, I'm just going to roll with it. Uh, and You know, it would just be not right to have just 3PO surviving to the end. You have to have them both together. Mm-hmm. And of course, we get that amazing little R2 shake here at the end. And 3PO is all happy, touching him on the head. And everyone's having a good time. And then ice. <laughs> and then that's it. Then he's just in ice for the next movie. Yep. So the or next... in space where it's also cold. So the next movie we see three PO is still serving as the attendant to Leia, but yep. he, I think he has some official rebel duties on Echo Base. I don't think he's just hanging out for Padme. I like to believe that he's part of the Tauntaun Care Squad. I just see him as like when we read the the certain, from a certain point of view. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's our our weekly certain point of view plug. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, there's the one they talk about the runners, the people that are running messages through the base. Like I see three PO is a very slow. Like he's a priority zero message that needs to get to somewhere. I was going to say I love the idea, but he's so slow. So there, I mean, yeah, he'd have to be like the snail mail equivalent. No, no, I mean, I mean. He does deliver one message, right? He does deliver it when he goes to, like, Han or something, right? I think there is well, some place where he's like, I was supposed to inform you of that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but, I, okay, I never took that as him, like, being a messenger, but, I, yeah, you absolutely could interpret it that way. See, the thing is, as a little kid growing up, my thought was always like, oh, yes, 3PO, he just goes where Leia goes. He's right. like a chihuahua. He's just, like, with her. Like, you shouldn't bring like her, your chihuahua here. Like, why wouldn't you leave that thing at home? It's weird and it's just annoying. Since he can but lift he's here. it, he brings the matched luggage and he's part of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it makes a lot of sense for, like, a senator who's traveling yeah. to have this, like, opulent-looking gold droid follow you around that's kind of like a little hoity-toity. But for a rebellion... <laughs> 
Or, well, the thing is, you figure Padme <laughs> needs an interpreter and protocol droid oh, to makes help total with sense. etiquette and different languages. Yeah. Leia probably doesn't need that as often as her mom did. <laughs> Yeah, Leia is, you know, when she's young, she obviously is starting out, you know, in the the young uh, Galactic Senate and all that. But, you know, she abandons that side of her uh, of her duties and, uh, you know, becomes this great military leader and this heroic symbol for the rebellion. And even though she's still incredibly, um, shall we say, just well spoken and put together. Right. She's not necessarily a politician first, even though there's so many people who try and make her into that throughout the course of her life and her career, I would argue that she's, you know, a a rambunctious go-getter disguised as a politician. I think that's reasonable. You know, Um, but when it comes to, like, her relationship with 3PO here in the second movie and really 3PO just interacting with all the characters, it very much feels like, okay, here we are. We're back for the sequel. We got uh, some new writers coming in. You know, we got a new director Everything's different. This one's bigger. It's better. It's scarier. It's darker. Everything, right? But with 3PO, we're just going to make him a little bit more annoying. Remember those times he was just kind of like naturally annoying? Now we're going to do it on purpose. Yeah. well, like that, that feels like his evolution in the second Well, one. I think it was just, I mean, everything about Empire is, hey, we saw what an international audience thinks of our characters, our settings in our world and how they reacted. Yeah. And most people enjoyed the fussy butler version of C3PO. So when's his first moment to shine in this movie? Um they're they're closing the shield doors. Um the chances of surviving beyond the shield doors are really, really low. But um, you know, I've been known to be wrong from time to time. <laughs> like He's just there to tell you the depressing fact and then go, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, He is a bad news delivery system. Yep. And, you know, you (laughs) feel bad for him a little bit. You you do feel bad. And I'm just going to say this here because we're not going to get this far into the timeline tonight. But, you know, my favorite thing Mm -hmm. about The Rise of Skywalker, besides making Finn a Jedi, which, you know, well, Force sensitive, I mean, uh, besides making Finn Force sensitive. Uh, and quicksand was C-3PO. Definitely, oh. definitely the thing that I love the most about that movie besides those other two things. And, um, you know, giving that character uh, a moment to really shine again is great. So here we have him early on. Like, in my opinion, this is where the character of three C-3PO really, like, hits you over the head. This character is a big, important character. He's here to stay. He's not just this kind of like one-off character Mm -hmm. we're going to see in the first movie and then get, you know, into a background role in this one. He's part of the gang. He's part of the team. Right. The same level or way that like a Chewbacca is. Right. 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 That's how I interpret C-3PO now when we get to Empire. And I think this is what cements the love of these characters because we get the droids separated for the first time. In the first movie, they're practically together. Other than a brief couple moments on Tatooine, they're together for the entirety of the film and at the end again, you know. But in Empire, they start out together briefly. Yep. And then they're separated until the very, very end when 3PO is in pieces. Yep. And so we get to see for the first time what is he like when he doesn't have R2 as a sounding board. When R2 to push him. Yeah, when R2 isn't this, you know, yin to his yang, if you have all yang, you're in for a bad time. Yep. And Han and Leia figure that out quite quickly on the Falcon. What? We're going into the asteroid belt? Don't you know that the odds of surviving an asteroid belt are really bad? <laughs> I don't remember all the numbers, but it doesn't matter. It's yes. just like, don't tell me the odds. You're only making it worse. You're making me think that the bad decision I'm about to do is actually a bad decision. <laughs> And, of course, when they get into the asteroid belt, we have this great, great moment inside of the Exegorth, inside of the space slug, where where the Minoc pops down. And Anthony Daniels just has this great, (laughs) like, pearl-clutching moment of, oh, my God. And he's just screaming in the cockpit, losing his mind. And it is one of the most memorable 3PO moments to me, I think. So good. Yeah, I mean, oh. this is the kind of stuff that makes this character such a fan favorite. And 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 the whole time, you know, they're, they're being frustrated with him. Uh, there's the part where they turn him off, turn <laughs> off, you know. And then one other thing I want to mention about his journey here on the Falcon is plug the f- professor in the back, Chewie. And then C-3PO comes, 
Well, sir, your your machine has such an odd dialect, but it's telling me this. What? <laughs> yeah, talk to it. That's what you told me to do. I mean, yeah, but what? <laughs> yeah, you got to go fix the negative power couplet. <laughs> of course, idiot. Chewbacca, make sure you do that because yeah. apparently the robots are talking to each other. Yeah. And I love that the underpinning of that, whether whether it's at the top of Han's mind or not, yes, it does have a dialect. We know what that dialect is. We've met L3. Yes, we do. And... Uh, I mean, you know how much I love the idea that L3 is part of the Falcon and that her unique voice is in there. And that's what contributes to all of this great stuff in Empire with, you know, the droids and the ship and all that. And I I love, love, love (laughs) all of that, of course. But what I love even more here is that not only do we get to see 3PO influencing one of the main characters sort of in a positive way. Yeah. Right. But we get to see this moment of Han being like, even I'm not dumb enough to not listen to the droid when he's right. Right, right. Even, like, this is telling us so much about Han, too, is even Han has n- not enough of a chip on his shoulder to, like, totally ignore something when it's right. He sees that the review has use. Yes, and I and I just, I love that moment. I think it, it's great for both characters, and I think it's just so much fun. And so after that, uh, 3PO, after talking to the Falcon, is absolutely radicalized to make a free <laughs> droid movement, right? Isn't that what... <laughs> Yes. I'm assuming that's when it's the odd dialect is like, yes, I was speaking to her and she had me a pamphlet. <laughs> um, she, she told me, oh God, what is it? I can't make a good joke now because my mind is slipping. But what is the thing? And remember the novel Last Shot where it's all about oh, like a droid uprising? Yes. It's like L3 becomes indoctrinated by this evil scientist and is like, yes. she, you know, her motives are still pure, but, you know, she's not exactly pushing the, the lifestyle she thinks she's pushing anymore. Right, 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 right. Yeah, she's uh, she's been radicalized yeah. for, for, for good reasons, but maybe not the best circumstances got her there. Oh, boy, this episode has really gone off the rails, hasn't it? Well, no, we're talking about all it. these, like, pinball moments yes. where 3PO affects the entire franchise. And to <sighs> your so point... Great. Our next big moment yeah. is gets to Cloud City and 3PO in the most 3PO way ever is like, a door opened. Oh, oh, hello there. Oh, where are you going? I just wanted to talk to you for a moment. Oh, no, please don't don't get up. Don't, don't get, get up. up. Bang. <laughs> and I love how, okay, so obviously the classic moment of 3PO getting blown apart in this like closet in Cloud City, basically, where he just so happens to stumble across I- stormtroopers. And I just love the fact there's basically a copy of him because there are a gazillion 3PO units in the universe. Yes. The one that comes past him is just like the silver one who goes, Ichuta, and then just moves on. It's like, how rude. And I'm like, now that we know what that word is in Hatiz, it's like, yeah, that's like just someone walking up to you. is like, hey, how's it going? Off. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you having a bad day? I'm. Mm. <laughs> well, what I love so much about this moment, besides the great Anthony Daniels acting here and dialogue and everything, is Chewie, Han and Leia are just like, Yep, 3PO was right behind us. Yep, 3PO's right behind us. Oh, five more steps. He's gone. Oh, well. I will give credit to only one thing. They're listening to Lando explain that they don't have any Imperial entanglement, which is, you know, Lando's yeah. a smoothie. It's good to talk to him. And then by the time they're like, huh, you know, you see Chewie going, huh, 3PO was right behind me. Oh, Darth Vader. <laughs> kind You're of- saying he doesn't have enough time to worry. I'm just saying that by the time he's where there's bigger fish to fry than where's Goldenrod. I think there's a lot of like, oh my gosh, it's the Dark Lord of the Sith and he beat us here. And what are we having for lunch? Is Are we having a lunch party with him? Well, it's like Chewie knows he's there, knows he's there. Oh, notices he's not there. Comes back around the corner to check. He's not there. Doesn't open the only other door, the only other path. Well, he he's going to be behind too. And, and. Chewie knows it's going to be lunch. That's what they're headed towards. Oh, man, I love it. I love it because it is so much fun and so silly and just so happenstance. But that's what makes Star Wars Star Wars. And it just sets up such a great dynamic for the rest of the movie of just, A, it's fun. You could shoot that character and shoot him apart. He's a robot. You could put him back together. Like, it. I I love the fact that that's... A unique character trait of a droid is you can kill him and he can come back. What an ingenious... Oh, an ingenious decision to take 3PO apart and to strap him onto Chewie's back with a fisherman's net. Yes. What an incredibly just funny and challenging decision for this character to take the character that nobody likes and strap him to the back of the biggest, strongest, never going to go down, never (laughs) not going to be in the center of attention 
Chewbacca. It is just, it, it was a stroke of genius by the Kasdan or by Kasdan or Lucas, whoever came up with it. And it also works really well because it allows a muted version of the dynamic he has with R2 where he's getting frustrated by this other character all the time. It allows him to sort of yeah. embed that a little bit, like just from the word go of just like, oh, yes, no, that's very nice. Wait, but now I can't see. Click. Oh, now I can. Wait, wait. Backwards? You put me backwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and when he's, you know, uh, you know, turn around, you oaf. I can't see. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just you don't need energy. to see, buddy. You don't need to see. You're good. And she's like, my best friend's dying. Go, go, go jump at a lake. <laughs> <laughs> also makes a great action figure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Three POs strapped to the back of Chewbacca is always great. And and then we have the moment where he's reunited with R2, who's come off the X-Wing, mm-hmm. and 3PO is being carried along by Chewbacca <laughs> down the hallway. He's like, come on, R2, come follow us. We're trying to save Captain Solo. <laughs> another one of my favorite, I'm skipping ahead a second, but another one of my favorite 3PO lines coming up of, what do you mean the Cloud City Central computer told, told you? you? When did you eat it? When did you have time to talk to the computer? <laughs> Would you have tea? Like, what is going on here? Oh, I love it. I love it so much. It's it's so good. You know, 3PO is one of those characters that until you sit down and talk about him, mm-hmm. I think he's just underappreciated. I, you know, I'm sure there's people out there who 3PO is their favorite character. Yeah. But I, I think for a lot of us, he was always, you know, the secondary. Oh, I love the droids. And even as a kid, like, I remember specifically, like, I loved 3PO, like, as a design more than R2. Like, he was the character who I was like, oh, man. Is a golden guy. His arms are stuck in this position. Like the action figure I have of him is literally shining. It's so cool. Well, take a look at this. But this is an action figure where all the points of articulation are accurately resembling. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. <laughs> but like at, at the time as a kid, it was just like that was how I saw him. I was like, wow, a cool robot guy from the future. And that was like why I liked him so much. But mm-hmm. now, you know, being older and having so much so many chances to rewatch these movies so many darn times. Uh, you, you know, you can really just the, there is so much there in that performance and that character design and in mm-hmm. all of the many scripts he's a part of to appreciate that you can if you don't find him funny in Return of the Jedi, you will probably find him funny in another movie he's in. Or if you don't like him in the prequels, right, you might still enjoy him in the sequel trilogy. He is a character that feels different, but yet the same. Mm-hmm. at all times and i think that sort of like i said earlier ever unchangingness of him it's easy to love him because of that it, it, it's a it's a gift because especially in the writer's room you love characters like this who um do stuff right he does things that are wrong all the time but like if you need exposition you have a character that makes sense to just say exposition yeah. if you need people to have a conflict you can just screw with 3po <laughs> Like it just, it helps write it. Cause like, as we go into return of the Jedi, we start out by seeing, you know, three PO going across the desert with R2 and three PO is the guy who does not know what R2 knows, which is, (laughs) which is like, you will be the property of Jabba the Hutt. I'm sorry. What? What? I'm sorry. What? I feel like I, I missed something. Did Luke, did master Luke just give us to you? (laughs) I don't want to work for you. R2, though, just going along with it, though, R2 is, like, not a care in the world. R2's like, okay, here's the plan. Luke and I talked about it. I Inside me, I got a lightsaber. He's going to need it during a skiff fight because he's clairvoyant. He already knows this is going to happen. <laughs> now, the only thing I need to do is stay on Jabba's good side and get a tray table attached to me. If I can get there, the future will happen as it's intended. <laughs> Meanwhile, 3PO's, 3PO's going like, I don't know what's going on, and I feel like I'm going to be covered in slime, like, all the time. <laughs> Poor 3PO is just in the droid torture dungeon screaming <laughs> of all the possible things that could befall him. Meanwhile, R- R2-D2 is like Steve McQueen just going like, I'm going to get out of here. No prison can hold me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, R2 is, uh, well, R2 is never afraid. That's my interpretation of him. And He's never afraid. And it's so bad because it's like Jabba opens the curtain and like, oh, there's Leia. You've saved Han, but ha ha, we were waiting for you. And C-3PO is like, I'm sorry. He told me not to tell, to warn you. And, you know, I was here, but, you know, programming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, he yeah. says he's going to yeah. do terrible things to you. He's got this very unflattering dress he needs you to wear. <laughs> 
Uh, by the way, don't stand directly in front of the throne. You don't want that. No, no. In fact, I know it probably feels weird, but just lounge on the front. Don't tell him you have any dance skills. It won't end well. <laughs> I've been here for at least a day. I yeah, kind of know what's going on. I love that element of it, too. It doesn't it feel like those events happen in such quick succession, but 3PO's oh. already tired of being <laughs> It's like... I love it. It's maybe two days. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a long time. I wonder if the novel... I don't think I've ever read the Return of the Jedi novel. I wonder if it says anything hmm. about that. Might. One day. And and so then we get our, you know, like, we're on the sail barge. We're going to execute everyone. <laughs> and 3PO's like, I'm supposed to tell you that you're going to die in a super bad, horrible, long-winded way. And that the great mighty Jabba... Really hope it sucks for you. <laughs> another amazing way to use 3PO. Just another like, I mean. He's boy, the voice of Jabba. I, you know, I, I literally feel like I'm now repeating myself. But <laughs> it is just another movie. And now we're going to use him in a totally different way. Right. Yep. We're going to make him the voice of the villain who doesn't speak basic. We're going to make him this deity god storyteller to these primitive teddy bears. We're going to make it so this character like they could not have succeeded, especially in this movie without him. Oh, yeah. And it's just fun. I mean, oh, how yeah. are you not having fun with this, right? Because he, he's, he's, he's the voice of Jabba, and right before the sail barge, R2 kicks him off the side. <laughs> they get unceremoniously picked up by a magnet as they leave. Yeah, foot first for 3PO. You figure 3PO might have a nice moment of an oil bath once they get to uh, Sullis and the whole rebel fleet is mustering. Yeah. And then it's like, hey, we're going on this shuttle. You should come. I mean, the more I think about it, I don't know why, because we're going on difficult terrain, but eh, come anyway. <laughs> And thank goodness you came because the teddy bears think yeah. you're a god. Yeah. Well, I like to think of it as he came because R2 needs him. Right. R2 requested him. Yeah. R2 requisitioned him. Yeah. R2 was like, I think I could do it. I think I could hack into the shield generator. I think I could get us through their security. I think I could break through the firewalls. But I need uh, my favorite distraction. I don't have my rocket thrusters. Haven't seen those in 25 years. But otherwise, I have all the tools necessary for the job. But there's one thing I'm going to need, and you're not going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> I know you have all these undergrowth with with like root systems and stuff. You got to climb over. <laughs> so bring the guy who barely has knees. Listen, if I can roll over it, he can surely shimmy his way around. How did you do that? Off camera magic, man. Um, <laughs> and it, again, it's very important because three PO. I, I love three PO. Like I can't tell them I'm a god. I'm too modest for that. And Luke's like, tell him you'll kill them with their great magic. But Master Luke, I don't have magic. Oh no, I'm floating. I'm floating. And I'm not connecting the dots that of course I can float because of Luke is a Jedi Master. I'm still not putting that together. And I'm just freaking out. I'm just freaking out in this flying chair. <laughs> and another, just want to call out, another great moment for using 3PO as part of the storytelling mechanic. Yeah. You know, another way to move the plot forward or to, in this case, move a character specifically forward as well by showing that, hey, here is a moment where we are seeing Luke really use the force. Yeah. And we haven't really seen this. I mean, we see him, you know, so Empire side, right? Him practicing and all that with Yoda. Let's just forget about that movie. Well, for he's a lifting rocks. He's doing stuff like the X-Wing. He is lifting yeah, things we yeah, didn't yeah, know yeah. he could lift yeah. at the end of Empire. And in this movie, while we do see him do force things like force choke and uh, like do crazy aerobatic moves on the sail barge and all that. This is just classic, like you said, lifting the X-Wing. And it's just him sort of very calmly, very serenely. <laughs> Even though he's about to be roasted and eaten alive. Right. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, I guess, would you still be eaten alive if they're cooking you? Maybe not. But either way, you get the point. It's grisly. Hopefully you'll die from the, the heat first. Yeah, it's grisly. But either way, right? He's just casually lifting what I assume is heavy. I assume droids are heavy. I don't think R2, yeah, I don't think R2-D2 yeah. and C-3PO weigh like an astronomical. I, I think it's like a motorcycle, right? Yeah, a couple hundred pounds If you've ever knocked probably, a motorcycle right? up, off and had to pick it up, you are shocked how much right. that gyroscope makes that motorcycle easy to handle. They're freaking heavy. Yeah. He probably weighs more than you, but less than me. I think that's at least a safe... Uh, a safe I, I, let's go with that a as safe a safety. Thing. Yeah, a, sa a couple hundred pounds probably, And right? how much is a crude wooden chair? Well, I was going to say, like, untreated chair made of log like untreated lumber just logs those are heavy and this is this is the the trees of endor so you know it's like ironwood there it's yeah, heavy stuff dense. 
they're thick trees. So I'm just saying, Luke's showing off a little bit, going like, <laughs> yeah, I could do this. Let me just yeah. calm down, and all the teddy bears will freak out. I'll put them back down, and uh, now cut me off the spit. I don't want to die. <laughs> he could have probably just lifted them up and, off you know the what? fire. Right? And I think another moment of being a Jedi master, you know, his knighthood is showing is, you don't see it on camera, but I'm going to assume it's like, like, um, keep them entertained. Fill them in on what's been happening. But Master Luke, I'm an interpreter, not much of a storyteller. Just pay hand on shoulder. I know you can do this, 3PO. Just use the sound effects. I do have a sound effects library. It's one of my six million forms of communication. It's under. It's right next to Windings, which is another form of communication I know. Because he tells the story, and it's great. It's a great moment of 3PO sort of yes. like... I, 3PO does not get to be happy very yeah. often in these franchises. Yeah. So the moments he does make me so so elated. And so like this yeah. is one of them where he's telling the story of essentially the last two movies. Yeah. Um, and all the teddy bears are going, ooh, ah, ooh. A little scaredy walk in his nest. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, sidebar real quick. Did you not think that this is how episode nine would end too? Like in the last two or like the second or third mm. act of episode nine, did you not expect to get another C-3PO storytelling moment? And then yeah. when we were on, oh, what the hell is, what's Jakku that isn't Jakku at the beginning of the second act? Pasana. Uh, yeah, Pasana. sorry. Uh, when they're on Pasana, right, that I, I was positive we were going to get a C-3PO storytelling uh. moment. I was so positive. And well, then when they show the little girl like watching a puppet play and we still didn't get a C-3PO moment. Uh. Well, we, we you and I were both talking about last night. We we're like we're waiting for to hear the legend of Luke Skywalker rippling through the, the galaxy. And I think I think we both were keyed for that. But like I also just episode nine is so good. <laughs> oh, this is the Blank Festival. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Happens every blah, 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 blah. Why is everyone looking at me? I'm just telling you what you wanted to know. What, what is the line exactly? Like, what a coincidence, or what great luck we're here yes. at the exact time of, I can't remember exactly. But oh, we're here for Spurspace. Space Burning Man doesn't happen that often. It's so fortuitous that we happen to be here now. Oh, uh, I do love it. I mean, once again, 3PO just beautifully, beautifully done in The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, and he just he distracts the stormtroopers over here, like, and gets them to come over, which starts the little battle around the shield generator. He's an integral part of the rebellion war effort, is what we're trying to say. Uh huh. Uh huh. Exactly. the The resistance, the rebellion, they wouldn't exist without three PO. No, load bearing, <laughs> load bearing, a very and important character. One of only two. Two characters to be in every Star Wars movie. Well, every Skywalker saga movie. That's a good way to put it. Though, actually, he's just not in Solo, right? I mean, he's in Rogue One. Yeah. And I mean, the actor's in Solo. That's true. Yeah. Right? Doesn't really count. Him and R2 are the only two, right? Obi-Wan's not in every movie. Because Obi-Wan is in episode eight. Yeah. He's in episode seven and nine, though. Yeah. Episode Um, eight, he's not in. Yeah. Yoda's not in every movie. Nope. Closer than we thought, though. Yeah. Um, no, I, yeah, I, I think they're the only constants. Right? Yeah. I feel like now I'm missing anything. Uh, all right, one, let's just yeah. go through it. So yeah. we know R2, R2-D2 yeah. is owned by, by the Naboo in the first movie, and 3PO yeah. is built by Anakin. Yeah. Episode one, check. Yeah, episode, episode two. Episode two, drinks at the, at the uh, robot lab. We know 3PO's oh, God, there. yeah. Um, we'll get to the prequel version of his life eventually. Yeah, we will. Uh, episode three, shiniest he'll ever be. Shiniest he'll ever be. He is straight drop dead gorgeous. We just talked about the six, seven. You might've not thought he's in there because of that red arm, but in fact, that is C-3PO. <laughs> uh, episode eight, he gets to virtually wink at Luke, which is great. Uh, is... Plus all the great other, other, other great scenes that he's in. Although don't get me wrong, a little relegated back to like his empire of like, being in the background of the command center. Right. Um, and then obviously episode nine. nine. Yeah. He does really, really great. And as we already mentioned in Rogue yeah. One, he's present at Yavin 4. Yeah. Because he knows where the base is. Yeah. And the Empire just needs to sack that droid. Yeah. You wouldn't even have to work hard to get that information out of him. <laughs> That's going to linger with me after this conversation. It's going like, no, no, no. Don't torture the girl. Just grab the robot. Just grab the robot. Pull his hard drive. Kylo Ren had it right. If he would have just taken BB-8 like he thought... Way easier than dealing yeah. with the girl. He should have learned the lesson. Nope. 
He should have just said, like, I'm going to get in your mind and I want to know the secrets. Actually, just tell me where BB-8 is. He, I could just pull his hard drive. <laughs> I've got people who could decrypt. They could sled that thing, hook it up to a computer, figure out what's going on. I got this great new Ewok slicer. She's great. <laughs> she's great. They don't age, so she's what? been around a while. What book was that in? Last shot again. I'm last pulling shot, from last shot references last shot. tonight. Yeah, I was saying, last, it was last, last shot, shot references Ewok, tonight. The Ewok hacker, the Ewok slicer. Yeah, if you want like toddler Ben Solo and oh. like a Lando <laughs> Han story that's great and a uh, cool reversible dust jacket if you buy the hardcover, uh, Last Shot is a great post Return of the Jedi book to check it's- out. It's absolutely great. And Anthony Daniels is an absolute treasure. Theopio is one of our favorite characters. I hope he keeps just showing yeah. up forever. Um, I love how much he shows up in Clone Wars yeah. and he even shows up in Rebels and just he's yeah. he's everywhere and it's great. Yeah, I mean, three C-3PO, like Chewbacca, will be in most Star Wars properties forever because he has no reason to die and can be played by many different actors. And right. unfortunately, one day that probably will happen. But for now, luckily, we still have Anthony Daniels to uh, keep us company. So I hope you enjoyed this look into his time as a civil warrior, going around with the rebels, fighting the rebel cause, helping destroy two Death Stars. Um, but I think we're going to walk away from this for now. Wouldn't it be great if, like, every battle he was a part of, he, like, Painted like you know how like Wedge and Legends used to paint like X wings oh. and Death Stars. Oh on yeah, the you side just of pop ship. that. You just pop that plate off. Like <laughs> and in the inside of the chest plate is all these glyphs of everything uh, he's done, everything he's killed. <laughs> oh yeah, and he had and he counted yeah. his battle droid kills when he was mm-hmm. the head on top of that battle droid. He counted he counts, those. <laughs> he counts those. Yes, 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 yes. Oh boy, poor three PO. Could you imagine if his mind had never been wiped? I mean, he might be more He's already a nervous but... wreck. I yeah. can't imagine how broken he would be, <laughs> like, living on the Tant of Vive and be going to, like, wait, did Master Anakin kill Mistress Padme? Where did those kids go? <laughs> What's the force? <laughs> wait a minute. Uh... Now that I think about it, we met Senator Palpatine, and if I think about his voice print, he sounds a lot like, wait a minute. <laughs> Just wait till we get from a certain point of view, Return of the Jedi, and we're treated to more grade 3PO stories. Oh, it's going to be excellent. But until then, I think we need to stop the 3PO talk. So we're going to wrap up here. So that's how this story wraps up. If you didn't like it, by all means, go wipe your memory banks. You don't have to remember it. <laughs> uh, you know, 3PO lived a life of bliss, not knowing a whole lot of stuff. So Gosh. you can do that, too. Don't Yeah, don't you wish sometimes you could just take some of those embarrassing memories, some of those uh, exes, some Here's of those thing. bad family moments and just flush them away? We're in the appendix. Go watch Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind <laughs> and then tell me that's a good idea. Anyway, that movie's like 18 years old now. Oh, can you do, believe how old it, we are? <laughs> Ridiculous. Listen, youth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm painfully aware of the encroaching mortality. That yeah. what's what's that sound? It sounds like some sort of clacking, like bone against linoleum. Oh, why it is death marching behind me, just waiting. Um, <laughs> yeah, any, but the closer you get, you realize like ah, he's kind of friendly. Uh, you figure by the time he's just going to like, it's not going to be this side tackle you're expecting when you're in your twenties. It's just going to be, he's like, puts his hand on his shoulders. Like, come on, buddy. Do you really want to keep doing this every day? Come on. <laughs> yeah. With these, <laughs> with these canker sores. No, no, we'll just let it go. Um, but anyway, um, so yeah, fun topic, really loose. Hope you're yeah. enjoying these looser topics as yeah. we're just sort of vamping for a while. We're having a wild May. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a it's a busy month. It is a We're trying new things. COVID may or may not be over depending on your area and local uh, laws. Like it's it's a 
It's a high energy month, and there's a lot going on in Star Wars. The Bad Batch is oh, popping off. Full swing Bad Batch. We got droids coming to Disney Plus. My Cal Kestis gaming, gaming greats figure just showed up. And you showed me something that is torturing my insides. Is Galaxy's yeah. Edge has a whole new shipment of lightsabers, uh, including a dark saber and Ray's lightsaber. Boy, 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 boy. I already have the Hasbro one pre-order. Uh-huh. I don't need to be thinking about, I should get another one, too. Now, see, if I was in your situation, this is for the listeners' benefits. We'll talk about this on air. If I was in your situation, mm-hmm. I would be canceling my Hasbro one and buying the Galaxy's Edge one. Here's the problem. The shots for the Hasbro one are really, really good looking. Yeah. To the point that I don't know what's going to be the superior one. Because now that I have a super fancy lightsaber that I talked about wow. earlier I got for Christmas... Like, there's part of me that's more interested in it being more of a relic. And I think all of the, like, the lightsaber I have from Galaxy is, mm-hmm. is awesome. But it's definitely more of a cool artifact, but also a play saber. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, whereas I think the Black series, especially because it has a removable blade. Like, I look at some of the finer features, like the caging on the inside where the blade is off and the emitter's there. And I compare that to just eyeballing but the problem is all we have is nice, crisp, like, renders yeah. for the Hasbro one. No one has one in hand to compare them directly. Yeah, I'd love I, – I can't wait because I know one day you'll have both. I just know you will. I know you. I thank know you, you for will. believing me uh-huh. in my you impulse. You know I'm an enabler. Th- thank you for trusting my impulse mm-hmm, control. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know one year till we're in California and we could buy them together. D- but oh, I that's digress. right. Wait, wait, real quick. And that's another thing we found out oh. is celebrations six months closer to us than we. Oh my god! Well, yeah, not six months, months, but four, four months. months. Yeah. Um, and I, but, Matt, but Ross, Ross, we've never been closer. This is the closest oh, we have ever boy, been. Oh boy! Oh boy! If everything goes right, we'll both be there. It's gonna be nuts. We'll both. I'm still hoping to be able to buy a ticket. I, we, uh, I, they've got to be opening some of them. There's got to be some people that yeah. just all this movement and stuff. There's just got to be people who can't make yeah. it who were originally planning on it. Yeah, I did not buy a ticket originally. You've probably heard us say this on the show before because I didn't think I could go in 2020. Turns out no one could. <laughs> but in 2022, I can go and fully plan on it if I can secure a four day ticket. If I can secure just a Friday Saturday, I may also travel across the country. We'll see. Who knows. Plans are up in the air. And if you can't, I mean, we're still going to Galaxy's Edge. You still might end up in California a year from now. I still very well may. I might just spend those days here at the convention driving up to Rancho Obi-Wan. Who knows? I was going to say, you'll never see a better collection. they probably won't be open while a celebration is going on, will they? No, but, just go. Okay. I'll, I'll say, Steve, hey, remember Ross when he came by a couple years ago? He <laughs> yes, to stop remember by. that. Would you do a late night open just for him? Just for him. He's great, though. He's great. Boy, I can't wait to see the... Uh, so, as someone who hasn't been to Galaxy's Edge, and I've only really seen uh, your custom saber from Galaxy's yeah, Edge, it. and I've seen the just traditional, you know, Luke, Anakin, Ray saber. Yeah. Uh, but I've never seen any of the more wild ones. Right, right. And I can't wait because as someone who owns two of the regular Black Series Sabres, I have the, you know, Green Luke and then I have the Vader Saber. Right. For the 150 bucks and just walking into a Target shelf, you know, five years ago, they were great. Right. But it feels like toy lightsabers have come a long time, a long Very way much. since then. And both the Galaxy's Edge and the new Force FX, what do they call them? Premium? Plus? Force FX Plus? That's there's a name sounds, for them. Yeah, they have some extra yeah, superlatives. Yeah, yeah. They're fifty dollars more, basically. But and and they're a little bit better. The Revan one, the the new they're, dark saber. They keep climbing. They want to get closer and closer to like not what it was because they're already better than that. But the idea of yeah. what like master replicas represented. So basically, what I'm saying is the two black series lightsabers I have compared to the Galaxy's Edge one, it's no contest. The Galaxy's Edge sabers are better, but now these newer black series sabers that may not be as much of the case. So that's why my mindset is, oh, just cancel the Black Series one. Well, I can't wait to see them. I already made the moral compromise. If I end it with both, well, then I can just put them on my wall crossed. Oh, yeah. And that'll look awesome. That's all you need. And that way I have a dark saber unless I need to rule Mandalore. And if I I lose that one like Bo-Katan did, I got the other one. And if you don't buy it, I can. That, and that, I mean, the other thing <laughs> I should be doing is just pressuring my friends who are going. I'm like, yeah, you guys should get the dark saber. You should get it. And then I'll look at it and then decide if I need to. If you already own it, maybe it's close enough to my world that I don't have to own it. Like your Black Series collection. I don't have to own that many Black Series because 
you own them all. I could just pass them down from my window to yours. Well, I could just stop up there and go, this is really cool. Look at these dioramas. I'm going to go home and not have to keep these in my house. Bye. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, boy. Lightsabers are great, aren't they? Uh, that is my kryptonite when it comes to mm-hmm, Star Wars. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. already own entirely too many lightsabers. And, and I still want more. No, 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 no. I still, eh. dude, someday I'm going to have like my debt paid down enough. I'm like, this is the time. Avnos, I want that helmet. Give it to me now. Still the first order stormtrooper. That's, that's still, still the one I really, that's, that's still the one you want. It's, it's like the, it's the one that got it. away. Cause I was yeah. so close to pulling the trigger. Yeah. And at the very last minute I was like, I can't, I need to do this one thing. And when I paid off that one thing, I'm like, all right, right. Maybe I'll, Oh, Oh nope, They're not, they're done with the premium line. And so they just have the costuming ones, which are great, but like they had this six hundred plus dollar premium one, which was like had a quilted insert on the inside. It was all designed that this is supposed to be what a helmet should be in the world, kind of comfortable to wear, yeah. not just looks cool. And someday I will break down and buy that, and I will hope I'm gamefully employed to pay off that debt. <laughs> we'll see. I love it. Great time to be in the galaxy. So much to spend your money on. But I think we've said enough for one week, so I think we're going to call it a day here. I'm Mac. And I'm Ross. And until next Wednesday. This production is not endorsed by any other property and is the sole responsibility of Mac Purvis III, Ross Greco, and those involved in its production. It is meant for entertainment purposes only. Other than content provided by this production's providers, all music, music clips, sound bites, rights are reserved, and their respective owners have not endorsed any aspect of this show. Copyright 2021.